Don't do nothing. Don't move it. Okay, I got in trouble. How's everybody this morning? Thank you, gentlemen. I will let you know if I need you back again. Waiting on me. Yeah. That's good, huh? Like, I mean, do you really know how much the musicians have to put in to get ready for this? Do you have any idea? I did that for 16 years. It's tough, man. You got to like, you, you got, you get to, that's right. You don't have to, you get to. That's what, that's one thing that I like to say to them, you know, whenever somebody, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Well, you don't have to, but you get to, you know, you ain't got to do this, but you get to do it. There's a big difference in that, you know. And so, yeah, the, the musicians, the singers, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work and prep and, um, that, that has to go into it. They have to, they have to know how to get to a place themselves to be able to take you there. Have any of you ever tried to tell somebody how to get someplace you've never been before? You ever done that? Well, if you want to get to, uh, uh, Arizona, Phoenix, what you do is you get on I-20 and you go west a long way. And then somewhere down there, you're going to hit Arizona and I think you go north. I think. You know what I mean? But whenever it's a place that you've been to over and over and over again, like Walmart, everybody can tell you how to get to Walmart from here, right? All of you can, because all of you go to Walmart at least four times a week. You know? I mean, there's some Walmart going people up in here. Well, maybe not Hut. Hutton, like me, he tries to stay away from that place. That's where the devil lives. Devil lives at Walmart. <laughs> he is. Huh? Did I get kicked off Facebook? Good. That's another place where the devil lives is on Facebook. <laughs> he lives up in there. He sits there all day long waiting for you to look at something just to make you mad. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what he does. He's just sitting there on that Facebook, the Facebook. I guess it's anything that starts with the is, is where the devil is. You know, the Facebook, the Walmart, ask the Google, you know. Everybody doing good this morning? Yes, yes. All right, any idea what I'm wearing and why? Wearing a Saints jersey. Anyone know why I'm wearing a Saints jersey? We have a game today, but that's not the reason why. Halloween is close. That's close, but no cigar. I want to be Jameis Winston. No, I'm wearing number three. All Saints Day right here. Give that girl, give her the dolly. Tomorrow is All Saints Day. It's a church holiday. It's the reason why we do the Halloween-y thing. It's kind of like the whole Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday deal before Ash Wednesday hits. Let's have a party before we have to be right. It's the truth. It's the truth. Thank you. All Saints Day is tomorrow. Now, can anyone tell me why we celebrate All Saints Day? Right, exactly. Exactly. Yes, you can't either. <laughs> All Saints Day is a holiday where you celebrate the martyred saints in the church uh, throughout history, the ones that are known and the ones that are not known. You celebrate 
those people that have sacrificed themselves, their lives, their livelihood, everything for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. It's a huge day. And it's always celebrated on November the 1st. It's been that way since uh, 800-something Pope Gregory or Benefacto or Pius or one of them named it that day. And so whenever you think about the martyrs, we're talking about like the apostles and, and Paul, the apostle Paul, you know, you know, all the saints that have gone on before, like, like I think about my grandmother because she, to me, I mean, she's, she's one of those unknown saints. It's not like, you know, her here, uh, especially you get outside of Webster parish, the name's not even recognized, uh, maybe a little bit over in Wynn parish. Uh, but you, you, you don't, you know, you, you the, the, the name's not even recognized. However, in my life, it was a huge, she was a huge impact on me. And I believe that whenever she went into heaven, you know, there was one of those days where I said, oh, look, Verba's here. That's where I got Verbi from, is from Verba. Yeah. Verba's here. She showed up. Look at that. And so tomorrow, when you wake up tomorrow and you don't feel like it, let's just remember all the saints that got up and all the people in the past and all the folks that, that are in our history and our lineage that got up to go live life for God, to go, go live life for the furtherance of the kingdom, to go with a, with, a, with a purpose, not just to go just for the sake of going, but to, to go with a purpose, to go with a heart, to go with, 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 with intent, an intent of spreading not only the gospel, but the kingdom of God, to take God everywhere that they went, to carry with them the glory of God, to carry with them the presence of God, to carry with them the spirit of God. Let's do that tomorrow. Let's try that. We got to party last night and dress up like whatever we wanted to dress up, you know, because we, we celebrated a, a day early. And we get to get up tomorrow morning and celebrate God and what he did and the people that came before us and what he has set before us to do. Amen. Amen. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you that the saints are going to win today. We appreciate you, Father, that as we go into your word, Lord, that you, you, uh, you give us light, you give us wisdom revelation, knowledge, you give unto us a, a word in due season because all of us need it, Father. It's not about a person, it's not about a message, but it's about hearing from you. And we thank you, Father, for this opportunity to hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name, and everybody agree with that? Say what? Amen. Oh, Miss Marvel, you're going to love me this morning. Let's go to John 14. And I want to go to verse 21, Miss Marvel, John 14, verse 21. This is going to be a recap a little bit of last week. And then we'll go into what we have today. Is it on the screen yet? It is. Look at that. He who has my commandments. So this is Jesus talking. He's talking to, uh, to the disciples. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it's he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and, and I will what? I will manifest myself to him. Did I tell my joke last week? About the... Okay, yeah. So, you know, it's a joke about manifest, and I think a joke is always good because it kind of breaks the ice a little bit because everybody's kind of staring at me like they had way too much partying last night. Too many carbs last night. Too many cookies. I could tell. There's too many cookies in the room last night. So the word manifest, right? It's this kid. He's believing God for a he had leg, leg was broken. It was hurting him real bad. And his mom and daddy's mom and daddy, we prayed for him. And he went, mom and daddy would pray for him. Laid hands on him in the name of Jesus. We believe for the manifestation of the glory of God. 
and send a kid along the way. And the kid come back and said, Mom, my leg's still hurting. And said, oh, just, you know, we're believing for the manifestation. We thank you, Lord, we're believing for the manifestation. The kid goes away, comes back. He says, Mom, my leg is still hurting. Well, we're believing for the manifestation. We're believing for the manifestation in Jesus' name. Comes back another time. We're believing for the manifestation. We're believing for the manifestation in Jesus' name. Finally, the kid comes in and says, Mom, when is the manifestation going to show up? My leg hurts. Just waiting for the manifestation. Okay, it was a bad joke, all right? Wah, wah, wah. He who keeps my commandments, it's he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. I'll show myself to him. I'll make myself real to him. The Amplified Bible says I'll make myself real. And we all know that everybody's looking for something real, something meaningful, something that's, 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 that's not fake and phony, but something that's real. And so God intends for and God wants to and God is looking forward to making himself real to you. And not only to you, to the people that you come in contact with. If you think about it, Adam and Eve, let's go back to that time. Adam and Eve, they're in the garden, right? Doing their thing, chilling, hanging out. They uh, do the whole forbidden fruit thing and the snake deal happens. And all of that takes place in the garden. And if you read your Bible, you'll see God coming looking for them. And it says that he was walking in the cool of the day and he cried out looking for Adam. Why was that? Because Adam had hidden himself. Adam hid himself from God. He hid himself from God so that, that, that he, just, he just felt so bad about what he did. He hid himself from God. And God went looking for him. Now, God knows what happened. He's not... He means God. He knows what's going on. He knows what happened, but yet still, even though he knows what has happened, he is still walking in the cool of the day looking for Adam so that he can manifest himself to him. So that he can be there and be with him and spend time with him. He's still looking for him. See, and in the Christian walk, we, 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 we get to where we're, we, we feel like that God's not wanting to spend any time with us or not wanting to reveal himself up because of some sort of, some sort of, of conduct thing that we've done wrong. And he even revealed to us in Genesis that his manifestation, his showing up in our lives, his being there in our lives is more important than the little old piddly stuff that we've messed up along the way. Because at the end of the day, it's not about you, it's about Him. It's not your glory that we're seeking after, it's His glory that we're seeking after. And see, this is where the enemy will start trying to twist and turn and make you think it'd be all off, making you think that it's all about you, all about you, all about you all day long. It is not. I'm sorry, sweetheart. It ain't about you, it's about Him. And so He is looking every single day to manifest Himself. He will manifest it. He will show himself. Now, there, he, he says that he will show himself to those that love him. And the only way that he knows whether or not you love him is whether or not you do what he says. My kids love me. They will do what I say. They may not like it, but they do what I say. They do it. You can ask them. There's two of them in the room and there's one in Baton Rouge right now. Ask them. They're going to do what daddy says? You betcha. <laughs> Where are they at? They're, they're over here hanging out. And so because they do what I say, I know that they love me. 
Not because they say they love me. Not because they give me little cards at, at, at Christmas time and, and Father's Day. It's because they do as I command. Then I know that they love me. And God is the same way. He's not, he's not looking at you going, hey, you know, you know, you got to do this, 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 so you can be right. No. I want you to do the things that I say because I love you. And I want you to show me that you love me back. And those that show me that they love me back and do the things that I ask them to do and I love them and they love me, then I will begin to manifest myself to them. And as we talked last week, you know, whenever he begins to manifest himself, that's where the glory shows up. And I started to use the term glory, that the glory of God, the weightiness of God, the realness of God, the, 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 the presence that we felt earlier while we were all singing, you know, and y'all all got into it like you did last week. Whenever we got up in there, you know, what happened? This presence that we all could sense was there. And the presence has weight to it. It has substance to it. That's the glory of God. Glory of God. It's, and it's, and it's, it, it's, so, it's so weighty and heavy that it's got a worth to it. A worth to it. It's valuable, right? Have y'all ever said, God, you are worthy? Have you ever said that? Lord, you're worthy, or either saying a song that said that God was worthy. That's because he's worth E. He's worth something. He's worth more than anything in this world. He's worth more. His presence is worth more than any kind of money you can make, any kind of healing that you can have, any kind of family you could, you could have or not have. It's, it, he is worth more than all of that. That's why he is worthy. And he wants to manifest and present himself in such a way so that you could partake of his worthiness. And now all the stuff that you're trying to obtain is now accessible through and by him because it's all about him at the end of the day it's all about him at the end of the day everything tracks back directly to him and so God longs to wants to and looks forward to manifesting himself but not only to you he wants to manifest himself to others let's look at this uh, back up Miss Marvelee to verse 16 of the same chapter. And this is Jesus still talking. And in verse 16 of the same chapter. Well 12 works too. Most assuredly I say to you. He, he who believes in me. The works that I do. He will do also in greater works than these we do. Because I go to my father. This is, we'll, we'll talk about this for a second. This is a section where Jesus is starting to break open. How it is that the Christian walk is going to happen. And how it is there's going to be a bunch of little Jesuses walking around. And how it is that the Christian is supposed to live. Okay? He is starting to, to break this thing open for us. Most, the works that I do you will do also. in greater works than these you do. Because I go to my father. So he says, everything that you see me do, you're going to do. But you're even going to do greater things because I'm going to leave. And I'm sure the disciples are like, man, we don't want you going nowhere, dude. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. There it is again. Verse 16, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper or comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you will know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then that's whenever he gets over into the part where if you love me and you keep my commandments, I'll manifest myself to me. How does that manifest presence happen? Where is that at, Lord? What is... What, what are you talking? He never got off the subject of the Holy Spirit. He is trying to reveal to us and to the disciples that the Holy Spirit is the glory of God. He is the manifest presence of God. And He resides and lives inside of us all the time. He will... Now, let's go back to uh, verse uh, 17. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and shall be in you. So God loves you so much, loves you so much, that not only did he send Jesus to die on the cross for your sins, who in three days rose again, but after, after that moment happened, he put inside of you his spirit, his glory. The manifest presence of God lives and resides and dwells on the inside of every single Christian that walks the face of this earth and they don't even know it. You got a hundred dollar bill sitting in a coat you ain't put on in a long time. Ever been there? Maybe not a hundred, maybe a twenty. I mean, them hundreds, we kind of keep up with them. We keep up with that hundred dollar bill. No, twenty, not so much. Ten, I don't know where it's at. It's crumbled up in the thing right here in the car. It's crumbled up in there somewhere. See, the Holy Spirit to me, the Holy Holy Ghost, man, he is so freaking cool. The Holy Ghost is that jacket that the Christian does not put on on a daily basis. And that jacket is full of the power of God, the might of God, the peace of God, the glory of God, which is the manifest presence of God. All that he is and all that he has and all that will ever will be is found in the Holy Spirit. And we as Christians shun him and stay away from him like he's the plague. And then we go to God and ask God, why is it our lives is in a shamble and the things that I want you to do something about it. And God said, put the jacket on. Go to Genesis chapter one, verse one. Anybody ever been there before? Sorry, Miss Marvely, I told her verse 2, which is where I'm going to land, but I want to read verse 1 because it's just fun to go back to Genesis 1-1. Give her some time to get there. The manifest presence of God is in all of us, if you're a believer. Look at this. Check this thing out. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Wow. Ain't he good? He's cool. He did it all. Every bit of everything you see, touch, and feel, he did it. Wow. It could have just stopped right there. The whole Bible could be that right there, and we'd be okay. We really would. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Go ahead, next one. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And then what happened? The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water, and at that point, the next one is, God said, let there be light, and boom, there was. So right here at the beginning, 
Go back to verse 2. Right here at the beginning, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. I mean, has anybody ever been in a situation where it looked, I'm going to use a, uh, this is probably a $7 word, bleak. Everything is void. There's darkness everywhere you turn. Nothing but problems after problems after problems. You have heard of this Murphy's Law mess that's out there? Yeah. We as, we, as, we as Christians shouldn't even know that stuff because it's not who we are. It's not even part of who we are. But anyway, it's out there. Human beings have it. If anything could go wrong, it will go wrong. Really? Any of y'all ever been there? I have. I've been there. In the beginning, this is the book of Genesis. This is the second verse in the Bible that you have. The second verse that the Christian walk bases itself upon. We all do believe that this right here is the handbook on how we're supposed to live life. Is that correct? Y'all seen Beetlejuice recently. They had the handbook for afterlife. This is the handbook for during life, okay? Yes? Everybody's seen the movie, so you know what I'm talking about. This is the handbook on how you're supposed to get, a, get, get going in life. What is it I'm supposed to do? What am I supposed to be when I grow up? It's in here. Everybody that's ever been anybody found who they were going to be when they grew up in here. And so this is our handbook. The second, on the first page, within the first paragraph, the second sentence of this book. Are y'all with me? Y'all tracking with me? I'm going to back up. Handbook of life. First page. First chapter. First sentence. He says, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. And right after that, there's chaos. Immediately, second verse, chaos is presented. Chaos is presented in the Bible in the second verse, second verse. And we act like when we go through stuff during our life that ain't nobody else going through the same thing we're going through. And this don't happen to nobody but me. No, it's on the first page of the book. It's in the first paragraph. Second verse. Chaos. Everywhere, darkness all around. See, that's the thing in the enemy. He wants you to think you are the only one. Because if he can get you to think that you're the only one, then he can get you out there by yourself. And whenever you're out there by yourself and you hem up by yourself and you go mully grubbing and pity party and all that kind of stuff happens, that's where he can get to you. He cannot get to you if you're with the rest of the herd. He can't get to you if you're with the rest of the zebras. You know, if we're all zebraed up and we're all together, he can't hang. He can't do it. But you get out there by yourself. Yeah, he'll whoop you up if you're not careful. Second verse. Chaos. Chaos. Void. Darkness. Without form. I would say that that would be a bleak situation and look like there's no way out. I mean, let's, let's just really look at this. Second verse. Void. Darkness on the face of the deep. The earth was without form. Nothing. Nothing. And let's see what happened. You ready? Let's see what happened. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters in the middle of the void and in the middle of the darkness and in the middle of the bleakness whenever it looks like there is no hope and there was no hope and I don't my 
gosh, how are we going to get out of this thing? The Spirit of God is there. The manifest presence of God is there, ready, ready to rock and roll. The Spirit of God is ready to rock and roll. The Holy Ghost is ready to move. They're ready to get the thing done. It's ready. It's like this great potential energy just sitting there waiting for an opportunity to explode in the situation. That's what we've got right here. The word, the, the, without form, is void darkness. And the Spirit of God's hovering over the waters. Next verse, what happened? What happened? And then God said. And then God said. This is verse 3. Verse 3 in your handbook on how you're supposed to live life and how things are supposed to happen. Verse 1, He created all of it. Get ready. Verse 2, stuff is bad, but the Spirit of God is there waiting to pounce on the scene. And in verse 3, God spoke and showed you how you're supposed to live this life and manifest His presence everywhere you go. We ain't waiting on God. He's waiting on us. We carry the presence of God. The Holy Spirit lives and resides on the inside of us. Everywhere you go, heaven goes. I know I say this all the time, but I keep coming back to it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I would like to preach something else. I really would. But I just can't, I can't get off of this. You're a capsule that carries the presence of Almighty God. If there's darkness and void and bleakness and oh my goodness, what are we going to do? You're the answer. That's why you're there. God talked to me, (laughs) He talked to me yesterday. He speaks to me at weird times. It's kind of strange. Sometimes if you're talking to me and it seems like I'm not paying attention, I'm not. I'm not. I love you, but I'm not. I'll take a bullet for any of you, but I'm not paying attention to anything you're saying. Because what's happening most of the time is I'm getting something from God right then. He will talk to me while somebody's talking constantly. It's, it's like, I'm like, Lord, people think I'm rude. You know, <laughs> you really think I could be rude at times. It's like, Greg, he's just kind of weird. You know, sometimes he's real nice and just, he's all lovey. And then other times I'll just be talking to him. It's like he's not even listening at all. Is it, I mean, really, I mean, am I making this up or y'all, y'all agree? You agree? Yeah, it is true. It's the truth. I'm going to get some water. Yeah, my wife says she really agrees. He talks to me at the weirdest times. It's just strange. So I got this situation going on in life. And I'm not going to get into ugly, gory details about it. But I got this situation going on. And it's something I've been praying about, believing God on it. You know, confessing, doing all the Christian things that we're supposed to do, right? Going through the steps of faith or whatever you want to call them. Just believe in God. I believe that it's done and it's done. Okay? Believe it's done, it's done. That's it. So I'm stepping like it's done. I'm walking it out like it's done, and I'm talking it like it's done. That's what I'm doing. And so I'm moving forward on this stuff, doing my thing on this stuff. And, man, I'm, I, we were at, the, at, the, at y'all's house. I think I'd just gotten there. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm still thinking about this thing. And, you know, and I, I'm sure somebody was talking to me. Somebody, I was somewhere, and somebody was talking to me. And I, if, if that was you, I'm sorry if I just blanked out for a minute. But God said to me, he said, he said it like this. He said, if you, don't you think that there's so much chaos going on out there that there's got to be something good in the middle of it? 
And I just froze for a second. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean there's got to be something good in there? Like, what are you talking about? He said, if you were there, if you're there, if that's where you at, don't you think I got a way out? I'm like, yeah. He said, that would be good, wouldn't it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, so there's a way out. So there's something good down in there. With all this stuff going on, there's some good in there. And you know what happened? What happened? I got happy. Happy happened, to quote Ginger Gray. I got happy. And I got happy because this peace that I haven't felt in about three weeks hit me like a solid rock. And I was like, that's right. You're absolutely correct. And then he reminded me, Psalm 23. Can anybody quote Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. <laughs> See, I do know the word. It's just, you know, I can, I can preach that way if y'all want me to preach that way. I've done it before. More traditional in my deliverance of the word of God. God. I can do it. So anyway, he took me to Psalm 23. I'm in Psalm 23. There's one part of it that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will f- fear, fear, no evil. That's it. For uh, y- y- See, y'all know this stuff. I don't know it that well. But I do know this. I do know that if there is a shadow, then that means that there is light. It's just something blocking the light to where I can't see it. I know that if I'm I'm in the shadow, there is light. There's always light in the shadow. Light is always there. Something is blocking the light to where I cannot see it. And if you're standing in the shadow of a tree and you want to see the sun, what you got to do? This. Move or cut the tree down. If you're Chris, you're going to cut down the tree. You see what I'm saying? We get so caught up in everything that's going on and that we're in the shadow and I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I just don't know when I'm going to come out. We do this. I've done this. I'm waiting on the manifestation. No, dude. It's there right now. You just don't see it. You just don't see it. The light is all around you. God said, let there be light. Guess what? That word is still working today. It hasn't stopped yet. The light is still there. You carry the manifest presence of God on the inside of you. He is the Holy Spirit of God. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the presence, the power, the might, the glory, the weightiness, the ever-present presence of God. He will be, when we get to heaven, His light will shine so much there ain't no, there ain't no electricity up there. They ain't got no electric up there. But you can see. You want to know why? Because God's glory is showing everywhere. It lights the whole place. And all of that is capsuled up in a little thing called you. 
And so whenever there's chaos and there's all this stuff going on, we just have to crack open our heart. That's why the Bible says to, to draw from the wells of salvation. What does the Bible tell us to draw from those wells of salvation? Why? Because those wells is where everything is. The fullness of God is in us. His presence is carried with us everywhere. He just needs us to dip into that well and pull out whatever it is. It even says with joy we'll, 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 we'll uh, get waters from the, from the wells of salvation. And when you get that water out and you begin to dump it out, now it turns into a river. And Jesus said that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And he was speaking of the Spirit. Spirit of God dwells in us. The Holy Ghost is the jacket that you haven't put on in a while that's got a $100 bill sitting in it. You could find joy in the situation that you're in. You could find peace in the situation that you're in. The way out is found in you. God is there. Go back to verse 1. Verse 2, excuse me, verse 2. He's there. The Holy Ghost is there. When there's darkness, when there's void, when it seems like there's no way out, the Holy Ghost is there. The question is, is whether or not you're willing to crack open your heart and access what God has already put in there. We won't talk about the Holy Spirit. We don't like to talk about the Holy Ghost because the whole tongues issue comes up. And there's things of the Spirit and everybody gets weirded out. And they're but last night you was, you was celebrating spirits. And tomorrow morning we're going to be celebrating spirits. People that, that went on before us. But we won't put on that garment. The garment of the Holy Spirit. We'll run around as Jason and Freddy and skeletons. And we don't think that's weird. But whenever somebody shunned, I shunned, I tied my boat tie in front of you, you get weirded out. And you was running around all silly trying to be a witch last night. Ain't got no problem watching that video, that, that movie. What is it, Conjuring? Is that right? Ain't got no problem watching that. I'm just saying, y'all. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Is that movie Paranormal? You even seen the videos of the trailer and that chair moved? You're like, ooh, believed it as soon as you saw it. Believed it, but whenever it comes to the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the power and presence of God, we get weirded out and we don't have nothing to do with it. We want to run away from it like it ain't there. Man, I ain't saying all y'all watching Conjuring and Paranormal, but somebody up in here is watching that stuff and ain't filled with the Spirit. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. You're afraid of the gifts of the Spirit, afraid of the things of God? Shy away from them and run away from them, but you'll run right to the house, turn on Netflix, and watch Conjuring all day. Hmm. I don't know why I'm on this. It, it, you can ask them. It ain't in my notes. I'm all up in this stuff. I like it. It's good. It's fun. 
It's fine. We all got chaos and we all got stuff going on. I promise you, if there's anybody in here that's just perfect and ain't got nothing going on and everything's great, you will preach next week. I'll let you get up here and get after it. Because you done figured out something that for eons humans have not been able to figure out. So we all got chaos. We all got darkness. We all have this void. We all have this thing that we're trying to sort through. And the Spirit of God is there. The Holy Ghost on the inside of you, ready to pounce on the situation. All we got to do is act like God. Go to verse 3. What did God do? He spoke into the situation. You're going to go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I didn't give you that one, but that's where you're going to go. I think that's right. Uh, 26, I think. Y'all hold on. Everybody hit pause for a minute. I hit pause on the camera. Yeah, verse 26. I was right. Look at that. I don't even know if I need to say anything. Did y'all read that? Do I even need to expound upon what's being said? For those of you on the camera, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There's Greek words that sit all behind all that stuff. Whenever it says utters, it cannot be put into a it cannot be put into a language you can understand. Because it's not about you. Not one bit of it. It's about him. He receiving the glory. He receiving the praise. He receiving the hallelujah that we talked about while we were singing. See, what he'll do is he'll get your mind out of the way because all your mind's going to want to do is think on the problem and how bad the problem is and how tough it's going to be and how are we ever going to get out of this. He'll get your mind out of the way and let your spirit begin to pray. He's here to help us through this situation. There is light. The Spirit of God is waiting for you to speak. And when you don't know what to say, you pray in the Holy Ghost. And you let these groanings come out that you don't know how to utter. You don't know what you're supposed to say. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what to say. Good. Anybody ever seen Mary Poppins before? Yeah. Yeah. Mary Poppins. I mean, what did Mary Poppins say you were supposed to say whenever you didn't know what to say? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Which converts to something that I have no idea what it means, but it's words that don't mean anything to us, but yet in our modern vernacular it fits because Mary Poppins said it. That's the only reason why it fits. When it first came out, it was just gibberish. I don't know. I throw in Mary Poppins when I can. Yeah, you'll never have anybody relate Mary Poppins back to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. The Spirit is here to help us in our weaknesses, folks. 
the first page, on the first paragraph, second and third sentences of the book that tells us how to live life shows what all of us are going through every single day and what we're supposed to do and what is happening. Darkness, void. Spirit of God's there waiting for somebody to speak. He's waiting for you to speak into your situation. He's waiting for you to let him go. He is waiting for you to let him start to work in the situation. There's a, there's a verse out there that says that uh, if, unless the Lord builds the house, um, how does that go? Unless the Lord builds a house. Where's Jody? Jody, do you remember that one? Unless the Lord builds a house. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they labor in vain. Why? Because their name gets put on there. If you do it yourself... If you do it yourself, if you build your house yourself, if you make your problem yourself, if you fix your problem yourself, and you take care of everything by yourself, you get to put your name on it. He don't get no glory at all. You get it all. You did it. He didn't do a thing. But if we get back and let the Lord build what's happening, if we step back and realize that if I step back just a little bit, that sunlight starts to shine in and I can now I'm not, out, I'm not in the shadow anymore, I'm out. And begin to speak into a situation say, yeah, things are not nearly as bad as they seem to be. I promise you that. It's not nearly as bad as it seems to be. Not nearly. That there's light there. That God is moving already. The manifest presence of God is going to be present now. Why? Because I'm here and I'm starting to speak into it. And I'll let that situation roll. I'll let God move. I'll let God have his way. I'll really truly get out of the way and let God. And do it the way God told me to do it. The doors fly off of anything hindering you. Now the doors that Jesus said that he would open that no man could close are opening. You're doing it his way. Go back to the first scripture I did, John 14. Everybody okay with me? Y'all still loving me? John 14, 21, I believe it is, Miss Marvelee. Be glad you're not Miss Marvelee today. There you go. Thank you. He who has my commandments and what? Man. First page, first paragraph, first three lines of the book that's supposed to tell you how to do everything his way, showed you what you're supposed to do in a problem. First page. First Genesis 1, beginning. Right there. He who has my commandments. You got them? You got it? You, you, got, you got one of these? Somebody got one of these? Y'all got one of these? Yeah? If not, you can go to the Google and download an app on your phone. Got this? Okay, good. And does what they say. You start doing that. It's he who loves me. You're proving you love him. Just by doing. What? And he who loves me be loved by my father. And I will love him. And what? I'll show you. My, I'll show you. I will show you. Myself. You'll be able to see me in your life. You'll be able to experience me in your life. All of a sudden. Healing flows. All of a sudden. Money ain't no problem. All of a sudden, your kids is straight. All of a sudden, all your, issue, all your peace just comes 
barreling into the room and now the oppression's gone. All of a sudden, you don't even want to smoke nothing. Or take a pill. Or do any of that stuff. All your addiction just falls right off. Why? Because the manifest presence, the glory of God shows up. And instead of you fixing the problem, He does. And He gets all the glory. Manual for life. Okay? It's, uh, it's been around for several thousand years. Um, it's a... Uh, it's never going to go away. Uh, there's only been one, uh, ver- one, one, one writing of it. There's been several different interpretations. But there's only been one. It's only, it, it, it doesn't get updated. I didn't have to download an update today. It's not updated. Not taken away from. It remains the same forever and ever and ever. In fact, heaven and earth might pass away and those just go to nothing. But this will remain forever. And go on beyond all of that. And in the first page of the first chapter, in the first paragraph of this book, it shows us what to do when there's a problem and what's happening. It shows us. Spirit of God's there waiting for somebody to just speak. Jesus said whenever they raised Lazarus from the dead, John chapter 10... He said, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. And if you really believe something, you'll act on it, just like the chair you're sitting in today. You believed it was going to hold you up, so you sat down in it. That's why you're sitting there, because the chair's going to hold you up. I'm not going to hit the, my, my, my derriere is not going to hit the floor. It's going to stay in the chair. My derriere will stay in the chair. That's why we sat down. Promise. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to labor us. I'm not trying to sit get a certain amount of time in. Whoever thought that, that's not what's happening here. I'm letting stuff sink in. Because as soon as I say we're dismissed, as soon as I say let's get out of here and go home, as soon as that's happening, the work of the Holy Spirit, most of us shut it off like that. And so I'm giving him time to let it sink in. Because one word from him will change your life forever. 10,000 words from me won't do nothing for you. So I'm giving the Holy Ghost time. And I'm holding you in here on purpose. You've noticed I haven't said, if you got something to do, go. I hadn't said that one today. I'm letting it sink in. See, The Lord wants so bad to work in our our situations. He wants so bad to be there. Just like he was with Adam and Eve whenever something went wrong and everything was bad and they didn't know what they were going to do and they went and hid, climbed in their little hole, everybody leave me alone. He went looking for them. Why? Because he's ready to work in the situation. He's ready to change the situation. He's ready to give us a way out. The Spirit of God is there waiting Waiting. He's ready to work and operate. Close your eyes real quick.
there's a peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind by Christ Jesus. That peace is the Holy, it comes with the Holy Ghost. That peace is found in the manifest presence of God, the glory of God that's on the inside of you. Draw with joy, draw from the wells of salvation. Pull from that well, all of a sudden stuff will be funny to you. Because the way out is already there. The answer is already there. It's ready for you just to speak it. And as soon as the answer comes out of your mouth, Holy Ghost goes to work. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you provide a way out in every situation, that there is light. No matter how void everything seems to be, there's light. We purpose in ourselves to release the presence, power, and magnificence of who you are by speaking your word into our situations. And if we don't know what to say, we'll let you say it for us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Y'all can go home now.